Hi, Mike Gibson and Jim Janusi coming to you live from the BAME Institute for This Week in Cardiology. Jim, we're talking about the ICON Reloaded study that you just published. Talk to us a little bit about why you did this study. Sure. Yeah, so uh, the ICON Reloaded study is a multi-center, international, really North American study focusing on the use of nt and p testing, natriuretic peptide testing, for the identification or exclusion of heart failure in patients with shortness of breath. Um, this is an application that's widely supported at this point. It's class mm -hmm. one in the guidelines, mm -hmm. and, but all of the data focusing on the use of natriuretic peptide testing in acute dyspnea is based on patient cohorts that were enrolled in the early 2000s. And so with changes in demographics, um, medical backgrounds, and other such things in patients with heart failure, it really necessitated a more contemporary look. For example, it's well recognized that with the rise in preserved ejection fraction heart failure, the cutoffs that we use for natriuretic peptides might need to be downwardly adjusted. Mm. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, making with, them more sensitive, more sensitive, mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, the possibility that with the aging population we might have to raise them. So mm -hmm. we don't really know, or we did not really know before this study, if the cutoffs that were developed in the early 2000s really still held. Right. So uh, what did you find? Yeah. So it's a really uh, great example of a well-run trial that the BAME Institute did. We we enrolled 1,471 patients in 19 sites. Um, and uh, a very broad array of medical conditions, backgrounds, balanced demographics, um, in, including 50% um, uh, women and uh, a substantial percentage of people of color. Um, so very characteristic of the United States of America and North mm -hmm. America. Um, of those patients, about 20% had acute heart failure adjudicated by the committee that reviewed all the cases. Um, and what we found was that N-terminal pro-BMP concentrations remain highly predictive of the presence of acute heart failure in patients with symptoms. And what was the gold standard? <clears throat> the gold standard was an adjudicated diagnosis okay. yeah, based uh, on the clinical presentation but blinded to the natriuretic peptide. So mm -hmm. we didn't use concentrations of NT-proBNP right. to decide. That would right. be the tail sure. wagging the dog. Sure. Um, so it's a clinical diagnosis. And mm -hmm. so we found that um, the marker was highly discriminatory to identify heart failure or exclude it. And can you give us some numbers, you know, AUCs, sure. uh, positive predictive value, negative predictive value? Absolutely. So the area under the receiver operator characteristic curve was 0 0.92. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Remarkably high for a uh, all-comers emergency department population. Wow. So mm -hmm. really, and, and we were very careful about not restricting our inclusion and exclusion criteria to, to have an overly optimistic experience, and yet, the results were really smashing. As far as the performance, <clears throat> in terms of the, uh, the diagnostic accuracy, um, we can use different ways of looking at it. We can talk about sensitivity or specificity. We can talk about positive, negative, predictive values. Um, we focused also on likelihood ratios. And one reason why we did that was only about one-fifth of the patients in the study actually had acute heart failure. So the mm. prevalence was relatively low. Mm -hmm. Something that was a little surprising to us, uh, and it really suggests that Patients with heart failure may be utilizing other sources of acute care for their management, such as office-based intravenous diuretics like we do at Mass General, um, rather than just going straight to the emergency department. But regardless, what we point out in the paper is that the positive likelihood ratio 
and the negative likelihood ratio, that is the ability to identify or exclude heart failure um, <clears throat> based on NT-proBNP, was actually probably better than any other study that's been done in this space. Mm -hmm. So with a positive likelihood ratio um, approaching six and a negative likelihood ratio of 0 0.09, so wow. very strongly able to, to in so particular, you don't have exclude heart right. failure. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So uh, translate in other terms, that would be a very high negative predictive value? Very high, 98%. Mm -hmm. Wow. And indeed, you know, what's important about this is that we're focusing not just on a single number, but we're, we're actually validating um, prior experience using age-stratified cutoffs to identify and a single cutoff to exclude that has been used really worldwide for over 10 years, but has actually never been prospectively proven to be um, as accurate as we have found it to be. So this now confirms the cutoff strategy. It affirms the fact that the, the nt probmp remains highly useful for evaluating a contemporary population of patients. And it's very reasonable to expect that these cutoffs will now receive regulatory approval for global use. And are we using BNP as much as we should in the emergency room setting and these other settings to, to, to optimize you know, care? I, I would argue that we are using it reasonably well. Mm -hmm. It's important to emphasize this is a support to clinical judgment, so one needs mm -hmm. to integrate that with, with one's balanced history and physical examination. It's currently a class one recommendation in the guidelines, and so people really do rely on these tests. I think the most important aspect or they about- they should rely on it. Are they really relying on it? Well, um, you know, one can review data from our experience and from others, and we can see that there is a, 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 um, a group of patients where there's concordance mm -hmm. with clinical behavior and the result. And then on either end, there's discordance with clinical behavior. Sometimes clinicians, despite a result, will treat a patient for heart failure. Hmm. And on the other hand, the, the test might be pointing towards heart failure and clinicians will treat them for another diagnosis. Hmm. And so the key here is to recognize that, um, you know, as we move forwards into more refined ways to integrate diagnostics with treatment strategies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, we can only expect to get better. Yeah. Good. Sounds like BNP is the new troponin. <laughs> BNP is definitely part of the story, just like troponin is part of the story. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. And thanks for all of you for joining us here live from the Bain Institute for this week in cardiology.